Loons or divers, I'm talking about you, Kervin Ariaga, are a group of aquatic birds found in much of North America and Northern Eurasia. Many people consider the loon a symbol of wilderness. Its rich yodeling and moaning calls heard by day or night are characteristic sounds of early summer in the northern woods. Common loons are not social birds. You can usually find them by themselves during the day. But at night, they sometimes stick together in groups called flocks while they sleep. When they migrate, they typically fly alone, though some like to group up during the journey. The loon happens to be the state bird of Minnesota. Interesting. A loon is also a person who is crazy, silly, or strange. And why do I bring this up? Because you're about to listen to a duo of loons talking about a draw versus a flock of them on episode 267 of Defenders of the Bank. Hello, Los Angeles. Hello, fans of Major League Soccer. Hello, lovers of the beautiful game. And hello to the millions. And millions. Of LAFC supporters. My name is Christian Philly Philemon, otherwise known as the... um, Silvery periwinkle colored haired flamingo coming to you from world famous heard in over a hundred countries. We have the proof, I swear. Philomonster Studios in Burbank, California. And joining me 34 miles away in front of the world famous scarf wall, my partner in pod, the warlock of wool, the king of knits, the aristocrat of ascots, the magistrate of mantillas, and the bishop of bufandas. I give you JR Liebert. The scarf. What's good, everybody? Look, it's uh, not every day we get to celebrate a 1-1 draw. Lord knows I told Philly where he could put his 2-2 draw prediction when we did one more sleep. I don't like draws. I don't like draws. That's not why we're celebrating, though. I heard you were a commando kind of guy, Scarf. Listen, that's actually you, not me. We've had this documented several times. But that being said, there's a little bit of a celebration Because if you're watching on YouTube and you're looking at the little white boxes underneath our names, you will see that our next game is not until August 2nd, 3rd, or 4th. So look, as much as we love watching the black and gold, we have so far been able to do that 33 times since the opening of the regular season. 33 times. That is by far more matches than any club has ever played in the history of Major League Soccer by July 15th. Yes, more than last year's Seattle Sounders. More than any other club that has ever played, these 33 matches represent the new record. And yes, we are still continuing to set records, 350 goals faster than any club. Carlos Vela still continuing to do Carlos Vela things. We would love for Denis Bawanga to get back to doing Denis Bawanga things. But I think more than anything else, We get a little bit of a chance here to rest, to recharge, maybe get guys like Jesus David Murillo back, maybe get guys like Sergi Palencia back, and more importantly, to get everybody healthy and ready to roll for our first match in League's Cup and for the final 11 matches of the regular season en route to another Western Conference title and, of course, the MLS Cup Championship that we have already won in 2022. There are 34 games over the course of a Major League Soccer regular season. And we've already played 33 games 
going into July 15th. Scarf said we've got 11 regular season games left. We certainly have one League's Cup game on either August 2nd, 3rd, or 4th. We'll figure that out later. And a Campeones Cup match against Tigres. So 13 games without a doubt. And unless it hits the fan, a playoff game, most certainly. And if you count that, that's a lot of games. An awful lot of games. It's an awful lot of podcasts. It's an awful lot of one more sleeps. It's an awful lot of I've got no sleep. It's an awful lot of trips to the bar. It's an awful lot of tailgates. It's an awful lot of everything. And I can't wait to have two weeks off. I'm going in a hibernation mode. After this pod is done, I will not be posting anything, anything on Defenders. It's going to be all scarf, unless, of course, something major news-wise happens. <laughs> Nor am I going to be posting anything on my own social media. I am going bear mode, baby, hibernation for at least seven days, and I can't wait. Wait, commando or bear mode? Or are those the same thing? Or what yes, else? Yes, sure, certainly. Yeah. Look, uh, <laughs> first of all, the other thing it's given us a lot of chance to do is to mention our wonderful sponsors, Flex Power Tools uh, and FlexPowerTools.com. We are, of course, part of the Flex family. And if you need any power tools of any kind, please head on over to FlexPowerTools.com where you get a lifetime warranty for every single tool you buy through 2023 that's right everything but the box is covered under the lifetime warranty so please head on over flex power tools and flexpowertools.com philly i will believe it when i see it when philly has said to me several times scarf it's okay you take over twitter i'm gonna just handle everything else seven minutes later seven minutes later i get an alert on my phone defenders of the bank has just tweeted and then it'll be something that philly just tweeted Philly is, uh, by all accounts, our social media coordinator. He handles 90, I would say, 8.275% of what goes on on our social media. Uh, When it's me on social media, you usually hear me say something or see me say something like, hey, it's Scarf here, only because I want people to know 98 plus percent of the time, it's Philly. Philly handles a lot of our social media. I handle a lot of other things behind the scenes as well. It's It's a nice divvying up of responsibility that we have. But if it's on social media, it's probably Philly. So I say this to you, good sir. I will believe it. What are you? Are we interrupting you right now? What is happening right now? What's for those that aren't watching on YouTube? What are you doing? I'm eating a Kinder Egg. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for interrupting your Kinder Egg time here at Oklahoma. 11.07 p.m. on game day, July Ooh, 15th. It's, I bet it is. Uh, I think you and Nina could have a conversation about she loves Cadbury eggs and you love Kinder eggs. I wonder. Be Kinder eggs are great because the chocolate's awesome and you get a toy you get to build inside. I'll show you all that one later, too. Literally talking with his mouth full. I love it so much. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, my friend. Philly, uh, look, it was kind of a cool tweet, right? It was a pink goat. Uh that they tweeted out. Don't know if anybody heard about this uh, small move that Inter Miami CF made today. It's it's official, everybody. It's official, Philly. The uh, the last place team in the table, twelve points out of a playoff spot with twelve matches to play. They would have to leapfrog six clubs. Though they have played just twenty two matches, their fourteen losses are two more than any other team in the league. And they've scored the third fewest goals, given up the fourth most goals, and their minus 14 is the second worst in the league. But, oh, baby, the Barcelona retirement party is a-coming. Lionel Messi, apparently Busquets, Jordi Alba, 
and anyone else of the cast of characters. Philly, look, I know you hated it that there was a pink messy jersey up in Founders Club. But oh, what are you thinking, dude? If you listen listen to this pod, don't ever do that again. Philly, embrace the change, my friend, because there are going to be a lot of pink messy jerseys all around. It's official. The GOAT is now part of Inter Miami. I love Messi. Messi's phenomenal. And we honestly have a we're so lucky to be born in a time where we get to watch such an unbelievable player. We never really got to enjoy the likes of a Pele. A lot of y'all that listen to this pod never even got an opportunity to see the likes of Maradona. But you did, at least a lot of you I know, at least got to see a Ronaldinho, the original Ronaldo, the current Portuguese Ronaldo, and of course the GOAT himself, Lionel Messi. We're very fortunate in that regard. So I don't hate on anybody who is hating, I mean, who loves Messi. Wear the Barca jersey. Wear the Argentina jersey. Wear the the PSG jersey. But don't you dare come into BMO Stadium, a member of the black and gold, and wear Inter Miami? Your love for Messi greater than your love for your club? Nah, that shouldn't be the case. Maybe he is the one that got you into the beautiful game. I get it. Not saying don't buy the kit. Scarf wants to buy it. He told me himself. But don't be a knucklehead and wear it at LAFC. Because you know for a fact, you're not going to tell me straight up, Philly, I'm an inner Miami fan from the very get-go. <laughs> Horse pucky, as Scarf would say. I just think it is beyond lame to see messy kits in our stadium, in our sections. So lame. If you're from Miami, that's one thing. If you're Argentinian, maybe. But if you're a fan of LASC, don't wear that kitted BMO. It makes you look dumb. It's coming, my friend. Get ready. Uh, Messi is officially an Inter-Miami member. Uh, let's get into a very quick this day in LSC history, some news and notes, and then uh, we'll break down this tie in Minnesota against the Loons. Uh, this day in LSC history, uh, we are recording this on game day, July 15th. And on July 15, 2018, our maiden voyage into Major League Soccer, we played to a riveting 0-0 draw at home behind six saves from Tyler Miller, which, by the way, Phil, did you watch any of the MLS highlights? He got chipped again today. Tyler Miller. Oh, man, poor kid. I used to have so many nice things to say about Tyler Miller being one of the greatest keepers in LAFC history. Uh, No, I no longer feel that way, Scarf. In fact, I'm pretty glad he's gone, and if anybody even made an attempt to bring him back, I would be the one now to drive him to the airport. Tyler Miller, third greatest keeper in LAFC history. I'm saying third right greatest, there. third greatest keeper. Yep, uh, I'm. I got to put John and and Maxine both ahead of him. Sorry, that goes without saying. I'm just yep. thinking if anybody okay. is better than even Tyler. Nah, I'll take Tyler. At All right, fine. Why not? Uh, red, card for, a red card for Lee win in the 84th minute was our first of two games in four days between LAFC and Portland. So a zero, zero draw on the 15, 2018, but many of you will be listening to this tomorrow because we may not even get done recording this until tomorrow, July 16th. And on July 16th, want to wish a very happy birthday to two very black and gold members. First Dayan Yakovich. Happy birthday to Dayan Yakovich, a a club icon for his work for the first couple of seasons. And I don't know that anybody is more well-known in the LAFC black and gold sphere than our intrepid owner, Will Farrell. Happy birthday to Will Farrell, born on July 16th, along with Dayan Yakovich. 
Happy birthday to those two. And that is this day in LAFC history. Philly, I said at the beginning of the year, when we were ranking all of the new Major League Soccer kits, remember the one club that didn't have a kit to rank at the beginning of all of that? Of course, the Foot Clan. That's right. And I said, but you know what? I dig this this gray with like the blue lines in it. I got to look this up and I'll look it up while you're talking at one point during this. There's a Japanese style of pottery where they use gold to fill in all of the cracks in the pottery. It's like a beautiful style of pottery. And I think that's what these, these uh, Montreal CF kits look like. I, I have even more of an affinity for it now, Philly. As one Mahala Opoku, just 29 minutes into his Montreal tenure, scores to put Montreal up 1-0 in the eventual 2-0 win over Charlotte. The small boy with big God found the back of the net. And and look, I, I, I won't speak for you. I'll let you speak on this. But uh, there, was, there was a little tear in my eye. I was pretty happy for one Mahala Opoku. Of course, I loved Mahalo. I mean, I miss him already. Uh, bravo that he does this. And I, I want to see the people that we loved at LAFC succeed outside of here. Just not against us, obviously. Chicho yeah. in his debut scoring a goal uh, for another club in MLS. Mahala scoring a goal on his debut uh, at, at Club de Foot Montreal. I, I think it's a beautiful thing. We, we had some really talented players. And we had a very, very deep team. And it's no surprise that some of these guys are getting to shine on other clubs. I mean, Chicho would shine anywhere he goes. That goes without saying. But Mahalo going to get himself a nice run in Montreal. He's going to be one of the focal points of their attack. And the kid just keeps getting better and better. I'm happy for him. And I, and I hope they treat him well in Montreal because he's, he's, uh, I mean, he's a beautiful player, beautiful human being. And I wish him all the best. Good for him. Kintsugi is the name of the pottery style where they fill in the cracks of the pottery with gold kintsugi. So that's, that's what those kids remind me of there in Montreal. So uh, I just thought I thought I'd uh, put that out there. LAFC Philly received money from FIFA and, and it wasn't like under the table or anything like LAFC had players out for the 2022 world cup. So FIFA paid all of the clubs who had players out, for the World Cup, and we received seven hundred sixty-four thousand seven hundred five dollars. No word on on what we do. Does does Larry just keep that? Does it like split between Larry and John? Like how how does that work? Is he is Larry at like a nice steakhouse right now on FIFA's dime? What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. We could ask him ourselves. I'm sure when he hears this, he's going to text message us and go. Hardly the case. Hardly the case at all. Maybe a little Musto and Franks for for Larry and John and. Maybe maybe they brought along like Marco Garces or someone like that. Maybe Juan Pablo on Hell be a fun group, man. I would love to sit down with Juan Pablo on Hell and have dinner. That'd be fun. Yeah, we, that that would be a phenomenal time. That's 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 a decent chunk of change for not doing anything. It makes me wonder how much <laughs> money we got uh, back in 2018 when we sent what six players to the World Cup. Uh, that's that's a that's a fair amount of money, but obviously you know it functions along the lines of you know somewhat of a revenue share, but. Uh, as our buddy Vince LaRosa alluded to, also it's like an insurance policy. I mean, when you're still going out doing your thing, you want to make sure that your players, you know, you want them to represent club. You want them to represent country. And God forbid something happens uh, over the course of a game. Maybe they can't play. Maybe you're missing his offensive defensive output. Maybe he gets hurt. Who knows? I mean, it makes sense that money is being exchanged for the services of this player because otherwise it would suck. 
uh, a monetary value on a player is, you know, kind of a weird thing. Uh, putting money on, on, on people's heads. Uh, I don't know. Like I know I don't look at players like commodities, uh, business people obviously do, but Hey, either way, it's still nice to see three quarters of a million bucks extra. I did no Tamar gam. It, I don't know. Maybe it is Larry. Hey, Larry, we like steak too. <laughs> yeah that's right uh look it, it's kind of neat we got the fifth most money in all of Concacaf, so that's that's cool uh i i will try and find you, you asked the question how teams did how we did in 2018 i'm gonna i'm gonna try and look that up while we're here on the pod uh congrats to carlos vela jose cifuentes and ryan hollingshead on making team of the match for match day 25 nicely done there and, and my only other little bit of news and note doesn't really involve any player from lafc but it involves Denny Bowanga's running mate, and uh, no, we're not talking about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, but Aaron Bupenza, who plays on the other side of Denny Bowanga for the Gabonese national team, he scored in his debut for FC Cincinnati because that's what we need, more weapons for FC Cincinnati. That is all of our news and notes, Philly. Just to remind everybody, Angel City's next match is Saturday, July 29th at BMO against the Portland Thorns as part of the 2023 Challenge Cup, (laughs) and LAFC's next match is tomorrow. LFC two. Sorry, that's what I did. I not say two. LFC two. LFC two's next match is tomorrow against the Loons two out there in Minnesota. So good luck to our boys in LFC two. Hey, not bad. We got through it. Let's talk about it. LFC Minnesota. Take it away, Philly. Ah, uh, our another match at Allianz Stadium, an arena or Allianz Field. I'm sorry, that would mean we were playing the mighty Bayern Munich if I said stadium. We've not won in Minnesota. Kind of wild. Kind of wild that we have not beaten the Loons in their home field. And, well, spoiler alert, we, uh, we, we still didn't beat the Loons in their home field. Now, their record, as we indicated, on one more sleep, not something to write home to mother about. Tenth place, just below the playoff line, but if we break it down and we could really see it today, they didn't have Emmanuel Reynoso for the first three months of the season because he was serving a suspension for not reporting to preseason training camp. Emmanuel Reynoso, spoiler alert, is a very, very good player. And I believe that they're going to turn things around with his return as well as the designated player signing of Timu Puki from Norwich City, the all-time leading scorer in Finnish national team history, uh, becomes a big, formidable opponent and a very big forward up top who can score a lot of goals for Minnesota United. They're going to be a team to watch. I have no doubts in my mind that they're going to be a team that we're going to see in the playoffs. Uh, maybe not us, but us, the fans of Major League Soccer, will get an opportunity to see that. Uh, they haven't had a great year. They've had some really bad losses in which their opponents have put up four goals against them. You talked about Mahala. Montreal was a team that put up four goals on them, as was Atlanta United. But this is also a team that's managed to squeeze by a victory against St. Louis and beaten up on Portland 3-1. to one. Historically against us, two wins, four draws, two wins for LAFC. And that's a bit of the storyline. Allianz Stadium. Darn it, I did it again. Allianz Field in Minnesota. Not a big spattering of LAFC fans, but we had a couple of friends there, and that of Paul from from, uh, Pride Republic. And our good buddy Yesenia was also there. Isn't that right, Scarf? She sent us a picture. It was her and Paul and a couple of our supporters. Really cool, man. I I Look, it's a place that you and I have said we wanted to go out and see many, many times. That would be Allianz Field. I also wouldn't mind going to see Allianz Stadium. That would be Uh, sick. 
Yeah, look, we it's a place LAFC's never won, right? So it would be really cool to be there for our first victory. Luckily, we still can. Spoiler alert. We can be there for their first victory. Look, we haven't lost to them since 2019. Four draws and a win since then. So while we are 2-2-4 two, two, and four against the club, look, this is... It's not a rivalry. It's not even like heated, contested matches like you would see against Portland or Seattle or San Jose. But, you know, they're also in the West. I guess that's how I would describe Minnesota. Uh, they're not great at home this year, 2-2-5. Two, two, and five. They are not defending uh, Allianz Field very well. Uh, their head coach is defending the sidelines pretty well. He's picking up yellow cards left and right to the tune of needing to sit out a match already this season due to yellow card accumulation. Of course, their head man, the only head man that Minnesota has ever known in Major League Soccer. This is now his 236th match at the helm of Minnesota United. 92 wins, 97 losses coming into this, and the rest by draw. And Adrian Heath, look, had a wonderful club career. We talked about this on One More Sleep, but played all over England, several different clubs in both the English. It wasn't the Premier League back then. It was the English first division uh, and then also in the English second division as well. And a really cool decorated club career for the player. And then obviously as a head man, he was head man. Uh, he was a, a coach all over England again for a little bit and then head man at Orlando for a couple of seasons. And then when uh, Minnesota made the jump, they brought Adrian Heath along with them. He's been the only head man they have ever known. And the other thing, Philly, is that it's a really cool atmosphere game day, right? They've got they've got the the Wonder Wall up there and they've got just it's supposed to be a really fun, cool atmosphere that I know you and I both want to be a part of. And it constantly features in the top five nicest stadiums in Major League Soccer with the lighting effect, the bar, obviously the the ambiance there. That is one of my bucket list stadiums to visit without question. It looks so cool. And like you said, we don't have a hatred towards Minnesota United. Some may argue we could hate the fact that they took all the best qualities out of Christian Ramirez and then gave them to us. Maybe that's a reason why we could hate Minnesota United. But other than that, no, not particularly. So, yes, a place worth visiting, but only in the summertime. You won't catch me wearing a parka in Minnesota in the wintertime. Defenders, during the winter, I mean, that's a city that's interconnected with, like, unispans. Like, they make it to where, like, once you get to the office, like, you don't have to get out anywhere. You could just go from building to building to building without going outside. It gets brutally cold out there, and I just don't understand how people can live that way. Philly, are you from a, Finland. He's going to love it, but not you and I. Are you wearing a unispan right now? No? Is that not? not a a unispan? Yeah. No. 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 Mm, okay. All nor, right. Look, nor do I'll, I have a unibrow. Out for Minnesota is uh, Robin Lud. Uh, no season. Robin Lud due to injury, unfortunately. Season-long injury scarf. That's right. But uh, getting back to it for Minnesota is Kamar Lawrence, who was out with Jamaica, the reggae boys, on international duty. Of course, they lost to Mexico, uh, and uh, we lost to Panama. So I mean, to, uh, yeah, Panama, right? Yeah, I'm right. We Hugh lost to Van Halen. We lost to a canal club, as somebody put it. Uh, that's kind of funny to me. Wasn't the canal club like a really nice restaurant? It was like a sushi restaurant or something, the canal club. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so Minnesota United coming into the match again, led by one Adrian Heath. And on their back line, a player who 
Look, whether you like it or not, he featured a little bit more than he would have in the Canadian men's national team lineup this World Cup because of the unfortunate injury to Maxime Crepeau. Uh, Dane St. Clair, the Canadian men's national team keeper on the back line for Minnesota United. Their four-man back line is Zarek Valentin, Bakaye, the million-dollar man, Debasi, Michael Boxall, and DJ Taylor. In the midfield, Will Trapp and Kervin Ariaga. More from him in a little bit. And on the front line, Dotson. They got Dotson here, everybody. We got Dotson. That would be Hassani Dotson on the front line, along with Bongo Kule Hlongwane, who has been a, a primary goal scorer for this club on the season. He would try several times in this match. Emmanuel Reynoso, who... Man, first 15 minutes of the match, it was just we we were we were in transit. And I don't want to I don't want to talk about the whole situation because I don't want to throw anybody under a bus. You know, the first half we were in transit from one place to another. It was what it was. And all I heard as I'm driving with uh, Philly and Panda and Nina in the car is Emmanuel Reynoso, Emmanuel Reynoso, Emmanuel Reynoso, Emmanuel Reynoso. I'm like, God bless it. The only Reynoso Philly said, right? You had the best quote. The only Reynoso we like is Jerry. Yep. And the family, by the way. And then uh, up top, the greatest soccer player in Finnish history, Timu <laughs> Puki. That's right. The 2018-19 champion, English, English Championship League. Goodness, easy for me to say. Player of the year and golden boot winner, a two-time Scottish champion, a two-time Finnish champion, a two-time English Championship League champion, and the leading all-time scorer in Finland's national team history in the 18. Jung Sang-bin, Kamar Lawrence, and my player to watch. If you're going to pick players to watch, <laughs> it's normally helpful that they play. More on my I'll other drink to that. watch in a minute, but my player to watch for Minnesota was the former LAFC man himself and a player who has scored in the last game that he played in, Ismail Tajuri. Shradi, thanks a lot, guys, for playing my man, Izzy. Philly, let's get to the black and gold and find out my other player to watch for this match who didn't play. I have to credit LAFC PR for things, Scarf. Um, the clandestine approach that they take towards talking about injuries and why certain players aren't playing is just uncanny. Questionable is Timothy Tillman for mm. load management. Hmm. How's he tired? He didn't play last game or the game before that. That's odd. Uh, and then the, the lower extremity. Like that, that's that's another one. That's a new one for this season. We saw load management a season or two ago. Lower extremity is another interesting one. So obviously out, we have Jesus David Murillo, Maxime Cripo, and Sergi Palencia. I will say this. We've never heard the exact reasons and the exact injury that Sergi Palencia has had. The club's done a really good job keeping mum, or I've just done a really good job in not reading and seeing this with my <laughs> own eyes. I have no idea why Sergi Palencia was that. I know when he got injured, I was there, saw yeah. my very own eyes. Yeah. Never really knew what the heck happened. But it was nice seeing images that he posted on his own social media of him working out. Very good sign. We hope to see him get back soon. Philly, so, there's there's one thing that we know about this club. If somebody has a pelvis injury, we will know about it. We will definitely that's true. know about a pelvis injury. Well, not anymore, because if it's a pelvic injury yet again, lower extremity. 
That'll be it. If your pelvis, hold on. If your pelvis is an extremity, that might be the injury in and of itself, my friend. There you have it. You picked up on the joke. Bravo. (laughs) As far as the starting lineup for LAFC is concerned, John McCarthy making another appearance in between the pipes. We have Ryan Hollingshead, who uh, while we were at Casey's Irish Pub in downtown LA, I happened to pick up a copy of the beer pages, and the name Hollingshead was uh, right on the front page. So I thought, hey, that's a good omen. And he almost was a good omen. He almost did something big in the 90th minute. More on that later. Uh, His back line mates, Daniel Maldonado, returning without really playing much with the U.S. men's national team, Aaron Long. Welcome back, Aaron Long and Cheeky Palacios. We have my player to watch in this game, Jose Cifuentes, and we also have Kellen Acosta and making his 200th appearance in Major League Soccer, Ilya Sanchez. 200 appearances in Major League Soccer. He becomes the 201st player in the MLS to accomplish that. Moment of applause for our man, Ilya. Whoa. <laughs> our our old sponsor wanted to applaud Ilya on that one as well. There yeah, the, the 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 OG sponsor. <laughs> Up top, Denny Bowanga, Carlos Vela, he had a pretty good game and it isn't it wasn't uh, Mate this time around. It was Stipe Buke making the start and deservedly so after the great performance that he had this past uh, Wednesday against St. Louis. Our bench consisting of Eldon Yakupovic, Mamadou Fall, Giorgio Chiellini, Daniel Crisostomo, Eric Duenas, Diego Rosales, Nathan Ordaz, Mati Bogush, and Julian Gaines. That is LAFC. I can't help but notice you didn't mention Timothy Toman in the 18. Hmm. Load management. Maybe I uh, maybe I didn't pick two great players to watch in Timothy Toman and Ismail Tajuri Shradi. Well, I usually one. like to reach. I like to pick the low-hanging fruit. I like I, to pick the players that are going to play. Look, hey, first of all, I think this is the first time I've picked two players who didn't play in a match. But I do like to reach. I like to find those hidden gems or those fun stories. I thought for sure, since he didn't play last match, that Timothy Tillman, three days later, if our club needed a little spell in the midfield, I thought not only would he play, I thought he'd get the start. And I thought coming off of a goal, Ismail Tajuri Shradis against his old club, we know that the the departure from LAFC was somewhat less than amicable. So, you know, I thought it'd be great. little revenge season for Tajuri Shradi, nicely rested apparently from his load from Timothy Tillman, but I don't know. All I know is for the first 15 minutes of this match, it was Emmanuel Reynoso, Emmanuel Reynoso, and Emmanuel Reynoso. After a recycled ball comes out to him in the fourth minute, he absolutely puts Stipe Buke on skates and lays it into the box nicely. And Dotson, Dotson, everybody, is in the box. And he got he got like a, a whisker of his forehead on it. There was a little, a little tiny flick there, but nothing to put it on frame. So unfortunately for Dotson, but fortunately for us, he uh, couldn't put one in the back of the net. And oh my goodness, Aaron Long. I I don't know who Aaron Long is playing for in the 13th minute, but Aaron Long, uh, turnover to Minnesota, goes out to Timu Puki. Timu Puki's low cross into the box. and And this low cross into the box was absolutely beautiful. A little soft touch on there by Emmanuel Reynoso. And then Longwane finds it at his feet. And John McCarthy doing John McCarthy things, a beautiful one-handed leaping save. I mean, Philly 
we were talking about it. First 15 minutes, we just got dominated by Minnesota. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we came within a yachtometer uh, from Minnesota United scoring that first goal. Asani Dotson came ever so close. And yeah, Reynoso, you said he uh, he broke broke down Buke. I mean, I think he and one mixtaped him, Scarf. So we get lucky there in the fourth minute. Would have been awful. And then you said it there. If it wasn't for a magnificent save, see what oh, I did boy. there? A oh, magnificent boy. save. Oh. Now we're down 2 nothing. Uh, but within the first 10 minutes of the match, LAFC hardly had it. I mean, Denny Boanga and Carlos Vela, our two biggest offensive threats, didn't even get a touch on the ball. And we go this far along with uh, Minnesota having two cracking looks at goal. Kind of scary. They were coming out of the box hot, Scarf. And I just I didn't know what would where this game would play. It was it was kind of scary from that point on. Yeah, look, they are at home, right? They've got a sellout crowd there at Allianz Field. They've got the the loons in the north end. I mean, in their you know supporters section there. They, they love the scarves up thing. They do that on every corner kick. They've got some cool stuff going on in Minnesota, and it's got to be fun for them to play there. And they support, look, Minnesota sports fans support Minnesota sports teams. I mean, I, I, you say the name Kirby Puckett anywhere near Minnesota, everyone loses their mind. You say names like Randy Moss or Adrian Peterson, maybe not so much Fran Tarkenton because he lost four Super Bowls for them. You see people still proudly wearing North Star jerseys all over the place. Minnesota Wild is, too. yeah, I mean, look, Minnesota is one of those really loving sports towns, very different from like Boston or, you know, some of these other towns that just, they seem like they hate some of their sports teams every now and then with booing every single person ever. But I just think Minnesota has that quality of being a really neat city state. I know Minnesota is a state, excuse me, Minneapolis, St. Paul, the twin cities, there, uh, really supporting their athletes. And, and you just see it in the atmosphere at Allianz field. It picked up really well on television too. the crowd really into it. But luckily for us, Philly, we tried to take them out as quickly as we could in the 21st minute. And look, Maybe, yeah, not maybe, for sure, Jose Cifuentes has been reading the press clippings. Are those even a thing anymore? And listening to the podcast. Not as far as the LA Times is concerned, Scar. <laughs> right? Or the uh, New York look, Times, for that matter. Cifuentes has not played well this season. And then these last two games happen, and Jose Cifuentes plays very well over the last two matches. And the unsung effort on this goal in the 21st minute is Jose Cifuentes getting up and winning a header and flicking it back with his head, finding Stipe Buke, and Stipe plays, I mean, look, it's a one-touch pass right to Carlos Vela. He rounded Dane St. Clair after beating his defender, and it's all over but the crying. LAFC up one nothing Philly, and you could hear the crowd. They got taken out of it early, and they would stay out of it, Philly, for a whole Three minutes. <laughs> you forget that the play did start with Daniil. He he had that there. And it was, it was a great pass. Carlos making a great run in between Boxall and Debassi. And Dane St. Clair lying down on the field like he was uh, had a box of eclairs in his belly. Carlos Village just absolutely skated right by him. But no lead was safe. It was a mere, what, 120 seconds or so later. And I got to tell you, the ball movement by Minnesota was absolutely stellar. I'm so impressed 
with how Reynoso and company carved up the LAFC defense like a Halloween pumpkin. Ariana, uh, I mean, sorry, Ariaga to Holomone. Back what? Ariana Grande. I love Ariana. <laughs> Ariana Grande. Ariaga to Holongwe. Back to Ariaga to Reynoso. Kellen Acosta slips. It goes back to Holongwane. Back to Ariaga. He chips it over the LAFC defense, and Reynoso gets himself a cracking good look, as the announcer would say. I never used that term, but clearly I listened to the broadcast. And right away, he gets his fourth goal of the season, and we had heard his name a hundred times up to that point. <laughs> it was no doubt that Reynoso was going to contribute in this match in some way, shape, or form. And he did it right there. One, one, we didn't have enough time to celebrate, but that play was a thing of beauty folks. I know a lot of y'all were at Casey's and the feed didn't come till much later on. Do yourselves a favor, go to that highlight and watch how beautiful of a play that was. It was clinical. It's something that people should do a case study for when it comes to X's and O's. It was gorgeously run, perfectly executed, but unfortunately for us, it uh, tied the game, uh, tied the game in uh, Allianz. Yeah, poor Ryan Hollingshead kind of got caught watching, right? He he came up to take away the lane uh, on his defender, on his on the man that he was marking. And unfortunately, uh, Ariaga said, okay, you're going to take away the lane. I'm just going to whoop, put it right over the top. Sometimes, as Philly likes to say, you have to tip your hat off to a team for making the plays. Sometimes you make some stupid errors. Sometimes you can see, okay, Shouldn't have done that. That wouldn't have led to a goal. And sometimes a team puts together eight, nine, ten passes in a row in a very small amount of space and finds their best player, and they score. And that's exactly what happened here. One of the more beautiful sequences that you will ever see, a little ticky-tacky football being played by Minnesota United. All of a sudden, it's 1-1, and, and, that's, and, that's, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> it was, this was... There you go, guys. The, the The match ended one one, but don't worry. We'll, we'll recap the rest of it. But that's that. That was it. In fact, I don't know. Two or three exciting plays the whole rest of the match, in my opinion. But that's okay. We'll talk about it. Including just two minutes later, I Chiki Palacios is just snake bit this season. He's just snake bit. I feel like he has just not been able to find his groove offensively as much this season. And I do want to mention. Uh, we had a buddy of ours who comes out to Nashville every now and then who commented on our YouTube page. And he said, Scarf, what are you drinking? Uh, and in fact, today it's green tea. Um, what are you drinking? Well, I was with you earlier. No, look, green tea. There it is. Uh, thanks, Trader Joe's. Sponsor us. Um, the The question on YouTube was, Scarf, what, what are you drinking? Saying that Cheeky Palacios is one of, if not the best left back in all of Major League Soccer. I do want to remind you, that our third leading assist man behind, I believe it was Carlos Vela and Jose Cifuentes last year en route to MLS Cup, our third leading assist man in the club was Cheeky Palacios. And Cheeky Palacios, the, the statement was, oh, you know, he's just done nothing for us offensively, but he's really good defensively. Well, I'll take the best defensive left back then. How's that in all of Major League Soccer? But last year with his six assists, did everything we needed him to do left back status. I think it was Philly. Who was the player on Philadelphia last year? Had 15 assists from the back line. I forget who. Oh my God. Why am I, uh, uh, is it the Ua? German guy? Um, Ua? Was it Ua? Was it Ua? No, the German dude. Um, oh, it's going to kill me either way. We'll, we'll, we'll remember. We'll, we'll look at it up in a minute. I, he's not going to get 
15 assists on a season, but you're talking about a player in Cheeky Palacios who does everything that he needs to do time in and time out, except for controlling his temper. More on that in a minute. Lesnet. No, Kai Wagner. Kai Wagner. Kai Wagner. Kai Wagner. Yeah. Kai Wagner. We're getting old. We should be we, we should know these things. Quick we, synapses. We should. That's yeah, we didn't. It appeared that Cheeky Palacios was contacted from behind. But after VAR took a look and said, no, 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 no. And I love the referee. Instead, of, he was going to point for a, for a goal kick. But he was like, wait, if I point from all the way over here, people will think I'm pointing to the penalty spot. Let me, let me come out from the, from the VAR monitor a little bit. Let me explain to Cheeky why he's going to be super pissed off at me later on in the match and earn a yellow for descent. And then let me point to the keeper as if to say, okay, now it's a goal kick. Uh, it was the really- ultimate pump fake. I started clapping really loud and aggressively, and then all yep. of a sudden, wait, what happened? He yep. totally pump faked us. Totally <laughs> pump faked us. He did. He did. Uh, Philly, there's. I have nothing until like the 40th minute, other than this little innocuous liner from Denis Bawanga in the 33rd. Do you have anything before the 40th minute? Uh, well, 33rd, Ilya did have a shot to St. Paul, uh, if that counts as anything. And there was a play in the 35th when Ariaga, there was a header, and I think there was a collision or lack thereof with Chiki Palacios, mm. which prompted me to think diver. Uh, and that actually happens to be another term for the, for, for, for loon. Right. And that's why I mentioned Ariaga earlier yep. that I was referring to him as, as the diver, because at that point, dude, he didn't even touch you, bro. Like, come on. Yep. Um, until what minute did you say 40th? Look, until we brought out the yellow Uno cards back to back to back. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, that's all I have up to that point. Yeah. I mean, look, cheeky with a yellow for descent. For descent. Because it was Aaron Long, right, who committed the foul. And then all of a sudden we look up and cheeky Palacios is getting a yellow card, probably saying stop something that, like I think stop that, man. Yeah, it's it, he's it's a little frustrating at this point with cheeky Palacios's temper. Uh the corner, the free kick, excuse me, given up on the left side. It was a perfect free kick, but Denis Bowanga was right there on the front post to head it away. The corner was defended well. And then Ilya, I don't know if he thought he was playing rugby or what sport he was doing there in the middle of the park, but it was, I guess they call that a professional yellow, right? When somebody like Ilya. Basketball, they call that reaching in. Yeah, right. That's a little little hold on the play there from Ilya. And then DJ Taylor takes out Denis Bowanga on the opposite end and picks up a yellow himself. And that leads us to three minutes of stoppage time where, as your wife put it, Philly, a weird bouncy ball from Carlos Vela to Stipe Buke, but nothing there. And then Pookie missing wide in stoppage time. And and that's that's all we got in the first half. Stats-wise, Minnesota had nine shots with three on target. LAFC with seven and one. Um, possession, 50-50. Passing accuracy, relatively uh, the same, equal. Chances created, Three for Minnesota, zero for LAFC. They had five. Uh, they had four more set pieces than us from the corner. Five versus our one. We had five more fouls to their one. One side, uh, one offside a pop. We got two yellow cards. One, two. Moving along in the second half. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Look, this. I mean, look. Maybe it's because these two teams were playing good defense, and maybe it's because these two teams might have been a little tired or what. I don't know. But this second half, I'm not going to lie, pretty boring on LAFC's end. I think Minnesota had had one nice chance. LAFC, in my opinion, had, had one nice chance. I actually don't have much to talk about until the 57th minute of the second half. Philly, 
you have anything before then? No. Nope. I, I love this. We're, we're rolling. Uh, Dane St. Clair goes on walkabout again, and unfortunately, we just can't put it on frame at that point. And in the 58th minute, LAFC gets a corner after that whole craziness there with Dane going on walkabout. Kellen Acosta takes the corner. It's punched out by Dane St. Clair. And then a long counter ball to Timu Puki. Uh, it was out for a corner. And, and look, I want to say this. Again, my man who wrote us on YouTube. It was Cheeky Palacios 1v1 defending against Timu Puki, who takes the shot, but it's deflected by Cheeky for a corner. We're talking about a 1v1 with the former, and now I know, look, this was six years ago, but whatever, five years ago, the former English Championship Leagues, English Championship Division, I should say, uh, player of the year and golden boot winner in 2018-19 and the all-time leading scorer in Finland's history. Well, Cheeky's 1v1 with him and stays with him the entire way and does a wonderful job. So I'll take that all day long. Despite the fact that he even slipped, he slipped and got up really quickly. Yeah. A lesser defender would have just let Pookie go on a walkabout and get a clean look at J-Mac. And here's something funny. I was looking up to see if Pookie had any nicknames. Because you know me, I like to have the alliterations going on. I was <laughs> shocked, and yet <laughs> I, I laughed my tail off when I found this out. So there was a, a article in The Sun. Uh, apparently, in the Malaysian language, Pookie translates to a word that, um, well, not to be blunt, but starts with the letter C and rhymes with bunt. Uh, And his name trends frequently when Norwich games would air on Malaysian TV. You have to look this up. It's hilarious. So now if we ever go to Malaysia and we use the term pookie, it's not going to be referencing a Finnish forward that now plays in Major League Soccer. So if you can find that article... Give it a read. It's quite funny. The term, it's quite funny. The term Pookie trending quite a bit in Kuala Lumpur. All right. That's pretty funny. I, I did definitely didn't know that. Carlos Vela coming out after an hour for Mati Bogush in the 60th minute. And look, this is probably because Carlos Vela is pretty tired. So, so there's that. Uh, Philly, to answer your question from before, because I finally flipping found it, $338,892. LAFC received in 2018. Really? From FIFA. Yep. Wow. 300. What a it's, jump. It breaks down to a daily rate of $8,530 in 2018 for each player selected for each day that they were there in the World Cup. So, so that's what it that's what it breaks down to. Well, I appreciate the effort on that, Scarf. I, you get an A plus from me. I, I do what I can. So yeah, 60th minute. Dangerous corner, back post, and deep, Giggity, settled by Will Trapp uh, through the box, but no one was there for the loons, and that was that was a little bit of a nervy play there. And in the 63rd minute, I mean, you and I were holding our breath as Cheeky Palacios committing another foul, but it was either Cheeky or Ilya, right, on this one play, and and he called the, the ref called the captains over, one of which was Ilya, said something about something. But that was nervous as both Ilya and mm-hmm. Cheeky were on a yellow at the time. We were kind of holding our breaths like, oh, God, final 27 minutes. Are we going to have to play down a man? Uh, but luckily, seven minutes later, Timu Puki goes out. So even if we had to play down a man now without their, I guess, their most prolific scorer in, in the team. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is for Timu Puki yet. He's only scored one goal and played a few games <laughs> for them. But he's, he's pretty you know what good. the right word for Puki is in Malaysian. Mm, my goodness. and uh, and And really... 
I didn't have much reason to get excited until the 77th when Giorgio came in. Yeah, you uh, you turned around and you got extra, extra excited. Maybe it was that, uh, I don't know, those Italian senses, your Italian spidey senses kicked in. <laughs> Maybe you're going to get an opportunity to catch Giorgio Chiellini, by the way, when he happens to walk through Dignity Health Sports Park on July 27th when he catches his former team Juve taking on AC Milan. I hope he's there for that. I, I, mean, I mean, look, what, you don't think he's going to go to that? He's going to like take the day off and not hang out with his friends. Maybe we get an opportunity. Like that's going to be a really cool thing. I bring that up, defenders, because like I'm really proud of my wife Panda. She uh, <laughs> she applied for via Vet Ticks, um, their website. They uh, it's an amazing not for profit, by the way. I noticed our good friends, the Fighting Falcons, were advertising it. If you are a vet um, and or active military, check this website out, VetTicks.org. I, I don't know if I'm giving it the right name, but they um they give out tickets to games to to veterans. You just go in and apply. It's first come first serve type deal, but it's a lottery as well. So Panda happened to win tickets. We're gonna get to see Juve play AC Milan. Um, and thank you to Panda and her service and to all you military folk out there as well. Much love, much appreciated. Uh, thank you. Absolutely, and it is you are correct. Vet ticks tix dot org. Uh, so yes. yeah, we we're, we're gonna get a chance to go. The old man comes through again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Chiellini comes on for Daniel Maldonado in the 77th minute and then promptly turned the ball over. Come on, yep. what's happening there, bud? Uh, Kamar Lawrence coming on for Zarek Valentin, who I said looked like Zlatan Ibrahimovic if you put him in the dryer. He just looks like a very shrunken, smaller <laughs> Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And that's oh, just the former I, pesky pine tree of Portland. Look, it's, it's what I thought when I saw the man. I don't know what to do. I just see things and then I say things. That's part of the beauty of, of what we get to do here is that you sometimes you hear my inside thoughts on the outside. Uh, in the 79th minute, I mean, that was hold on to your butts time. Are you kidding? That's our, our second Jurassic Park reference. Is that hold on to your butts? What is that? What is that supposed to be? Well, the it's it's called horror on the keypad. Okay, all right. It was horrifying, but luckily it did have a happy ending. Unreal, <laughs> unreal. That Minnesota United couldn't make it work with Emmanuel Reynoso after a cheeky little dummy touch by Sangbin Jong to Hlongwane, but he couldn't get it on frame. I thought for sure we were going to go down two one with just 10 minutes left to play Philly. That was by far the most nervy moment of the second half for LAFC. And, and look, we already said we should have been down maybe two, one or three, one already at this point, that should have been three points at home for Minnesota. I mean, yes, three close calls, throwing this one in there in an alternate universe. This game would have been four to one. Sure, there are plenty plenty of other scenarios that we could have looked at to change the scoring line. But let's face it, Minnesota was far more threatening than LAFC was with their attempts on target. They were very unlucky. You talk about snake-bitten. Longwani very much was snake-bitten in this game. He came close to having an epic game, and luckily for us, he didn't pad his stats we should have lost this game. How we managed to come out with a tie is beyond me. And I think I even told you this. If you remember, we're hanging out at Rock and Riley's at that point because we needed to find a place to watch the game. Um, um, that I told you, I'm going to be so thrilled walking out of this with a tie. Yeah. And you were yeah. like, horse pucky, it's not happening. But we weren't threatening at all at this point. To come out with our heads held up high with a point totally would have been legit. Totally would have been legit. And it almost turned on its butt. On that, thank you, Halongwane, for not scoring a goal. Yeah, horse pucky in the fact that I don't ever want to be okay with a tie, but we certainly got away with one several times in this match for sure. 
82nd minute, man. Monty Bogus came on, what was that, the uh, 60th minute, right, for Carlos Vela? Yeah. And, and his fresh legs, I just wanted a little bit more in that 82nd minute. He kind of went back and forth, uh, and, and I just – there could have been a little bit more there from Mati Bogus. He didn't restart his run and get back into the box. 83rd minute. Look, I appreciate that Kellen Acosta was trying to score a goal in the scarf minute for me in the 83rd minute. It it's just if if the if the first shot we saw went to St. Paul, the second shot, I don't I don't know. Did it go to maybe maybe lower Minneapolis? I don't know where that, that ball went, but not not it from Kellen Acosta. Nice job by John McCarthy in the 86. He, he grabs it out of the air, gets quick restart, and a quick counter that led to a relatively easy save on a Danibo Wanga ball. I mean, look, this was – it was not a hard shot. If if I say it's a relatively easy save, then uh, then it must have been. And Philly, 88th minute, Reynoso still making himself dangerous. The corner kick, the ball headed by Kervin Ariaga, well over the bar, but still you're looking at it like – Reynoso is just putting the ball on a dime whenever he wants. If he had different players, maybe taller players, I mean, he he's just such a great facilitator, man. That's why I chose him as my man to, to watch on Minnesota. He's so stinking good. And mark my words, and I'm pretty sure you would agree with me that you know he continues to play like he did today in these upcoming fixtures for Minnesota United. There's no way they're not making the playoffs. Oh. And with Timu Puki as well, this is a team that's going to get hot at the right time and make a serious run. Who knows? Maybe even make some noise in the Western Conference playoffs. Emmanuel Reynoso is a joy to look at. For those that are midfielders, aspiring professional footballers, keep an eye out on this guy because he's just a fun player to watch. He's dangerous. He's exciting. He scores goals. He He facilitates. He's a great teammate. Other than the not showing up for preseason practice <laughs> stuff, but yeah, man, he's wait. such a freaking talent, dude. Yeah, and look, I'll say this: what Minnesota needs to do, really simply, even though this is not a Minnesota podcast, we know Minnesota has five wins on the road. They have two wins at home on the season. You, you got to turn. They have six draws on the season at home. You got to find a way to turn those draws into wins. And and they're doing what they need to do on the on the road. Five wins in what is that? Twelve matches. I mean, you'll take five wins from twelve on the road, but uh, they got to figure out what's going on over at Allianz Field. Eric Duenas coming on for Ilya Sanchez and Nate the Great coming on for Stipe in the eighty eighth minute. Uh, Mati earns a corner just one minute later, and then off of that corner, Philly, the ball gets recycled out to Ryan Hollingshead. And Ryan, who hasn't had a great match, almost, <laughs> almost finds a way for LAFC to come out of this with three points, an absolute rocket curling just outside of the near post there. I, I think Dane St. Clair saw it all the way. I'm not sure it would have found any way past the keeper, but it was just one of those moments where you're like, all right, these are the kind of moments where we need to prove that we can be dangerous far more often than we are. and. What Ryan Holling said, didn't he have five goals last year, Philly, for LAFC? And number one scoring defender in the league. Yeah. And and here we go. Ryan looking for another there in the 90th. Uh, but unfortunately, that would bring on three minutes of stoppage time that uh that were pretty boring. A lot of shots were taken outside of the box by LFC. Uh Carlos Vela early on in the first half had one. Uh everybody else's was nowhere near it. 
Ryan Holling said, ah, that omen, what I referred to on my Instagram post. It, it was so close. Almost. Beautiful shot, beautiful attempt. He had the guts. I just wish he would have got. He barely missed out on the glory scarf. So darn quick. Three minutes of stoppage time. There's a free kick at one point for Reynoso. Held my breath. Thankfully, nothing happened. See, Fuentes, uh, there's, there's a, a scenario where I forget who it was that got hurt. I think it was, um, oh, God, who went up in the air with Chiellini and got hurt? Um, it wasn't Ariaga that time. Uh, oh, no. It was uh, Deba- was it, it doesn't matter, but either way, like, Fuentes <laughs> taking it out of play, matter. out of respect, then the Minnesota kicking it back, LAFC potentially getting another opportunity, but really nothing happened. The match ends in a draw. I was wrong with my scoring line, Scarf. Yeah. Uh, as were you, but I was closer in the sense that I did predict the fact that we were going to come out with a draw. And honestly, at this point, we, we should kind of be thrilled. 33 games into it to still be in second place, second position in the West after having played an immense amount of games. I'd say we we, we did okay. And thankfully, we get to have a break upcoming because we all need it. The players need it. The coaches need it. The staff needs it. The ticket vendors need it. The stadium people need it. The podcasters absolutely need it. I'm so <laughs> looking forward to having a break. I want to say this. 11 matches left in the MLS regular season. Watch out for LAFC. Watch out for what we are able to do. Because look, the one thing that we know is, is we need to shore up just a little bit on the back line. There have been a couple of issues every now and then. And I think mainly it comes from not having Giorgio Chiellini on the pitch uh, as often as we would like. And it comes from health. We're missing Murillo for long stretches of the season. Now we're missing Sergi Palencia. We were missing Ryan Hollingshead at one point. Chiki Palacios had to sit out a match. Um, it's been a, a patchwork unit on the back line at times. And yet, and yet, in my opinion, when Giorgio Chiellini is out there, we're the best defensive team in Major League Soccer. We have 11 matches that now Steve Cherundolo gets to go back into the lab for the next couple of weeks and put together their plan for the rest of the season. And yes, everybody breathe. We do need a number nine. We'll probably sell Jose Cifuentes. There'll be tons of changes happening in the next couple of weeks, probably, right? Probably. But watch out for LAFC. You mentioned it, Philly. If we happen to lose our League's Cup match that we play, we will only have 13 matches until playoffs. We know that for sure. If we win and we move on in League's Cup, hey, we add a couple more matches, but it's not like we're having to move other things, right? We don't have any other matches. Our next home match is August 20th in the MLS calendar. We know that it'll be a home match I think it's going to be a home match, right? On August 2nd, 3rd, or 4th. It's included. Yeah, it will be a home match. Yeah, and it's included in your season ticket package this year. Not Well, the first game is. Yeah, that first match, August 2nd, 3rd, or 4th. But we're talking about looking down the road as having to play potentially as few as 13 matches. Absolutely love this. You mentioned it, Philly. The fact that we are in second place right now after the gauntlet that we have run 33 matches through the first bunch of weeks of the season, only four points back of St. Louis, 41 to 37. But new company, by the way, on 37 points. We got RSL, who also has 37 with a match in hand. But we're in second place. We're not in danger of missing out on the playoffs. Nope. Not even a little bit. What I love 
about where LAFC is right now is that we have two choices, right? We have two choices. And and depending on how we, we start out of the gate and depending on what St. Louis and, and maybe Salt Lake and Seattle do, our, our first choice is to just put your foot down and go pedal to the metal. And knowing Steve Gerundolo, we want to win every single match of these 11 MLS contests that we play for the rest of the season. But we are nine points clear of, of all teams, by the way, Minnesota. We're nine points clear. And we would have to be leapfrogged by eight clubs in order not to make the playoffs this season. So we get to maybe decide where we want to rest some people. We get to maybe decide where we want to play some people. And I love where we are, Philly, going into, I'd call it the second half, but it's not. We've played three halves of a season already in the first half. Well, it's funny because we're going into an all-star game in most leagues. It would be the halfway point. Right. Come the all-star game. And I'm so not looking for. I mean, I am looking forward to the All Star Game, but heaven forbid any of our guys, well, the two, <laughs> anything happens to them, and that a Denny Buongo, Ryan Holling said, I, I, I will forever shun the MLS All Star Game. I voiced my opinion about this on multiple occasions. How much I hate the fact that we're playing against Arsenal. If they win, it just makes our league look silly and foolish when we put our best players up against one team in England and a team that couldn't even win their own domestic league. Ugh, I just, I don't like it. But 11 regular season games to go. Campionis Cup, uh, Leagues Cup. And that, one of those games, like you said, August 2nd, 3rd, or 4th. So keep an eye out on that. But I'm with you. With a break, with Steve going back to the lab, with the addition of some players, with the subtractions of some others, I, too, firmly believe that we are going to have a strong second, I don't know, (laughs) <laughs> a final third part of the season. I had to right, think about right, that for a right, second right. Uh, where we're going to really do some damage. And I'm going to get to utilize my favorite saying trailblazing MLS cup, raising, always competing all y'all in the Western conference, beating rip roaring, goal scoring, styling and smiling, black and gold wearing hate on us. Cause you can't stop swearing defending champions of this league and soon to run the West. And don't you forget it. Yeah, let's uh we'll take a quick look at the schedule. We talked about it already. Leagues Cup, August 2nd, 3rd, or 4th. Transfer window still open. But I do want to throw a couple things on your radar to the millions. And millions. Tuesday, July 18th, the MLS All-Star Skills Challenge presented by AT&T 5G at 4.30 p.m. We know Denis Bawanga will be a part of it. I am so excited to see what Tyler Miller does in the skills challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then on Wednesday, July 19th, if you want to wake up at 7.30 in the morning, defenders, nope. Nope. 7.30 in the morning from the Glenn Warner Soccer Facility at the Naval Academy, the MLS Next All-Star Game. MLS oh. Next All-Stars. You know what I love, Philly, about MLS Next All-Stars? Mm, what's that? It's East versus West. Ah, what a, what, what a concept. What a novel idea. Right? I mean, come on. That's got to be easy, right? Uh, and then at, uh, at noon, they have the Special Olympics Unified Sports All-Star Game presented by Major League Soccer MLS Works and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. So that'll be fun. And then, of course, Philly, 5 p.m. On Wednesday, MLS All-Star Game from Audi Field, DC, home of DC United, Wayne Rooney, 
coaching the MLS All-Stars against Arsenal. I, I'm I'm excited in that we get to watch the best of Major League Soccer, although I have a I have a fun little thing I'm preparing. Uh and I I've got a another all-star team that I'm putting together. We'll we'll do for our next podcast. But yeah. I think it's it's absolutely ridiculous, Philly. And you and I are in the same boat about this, and then then we'll stop talking if we if we can. There is so much talent now in Major League Soccer. There's no more need to bring over Arsenal. Yes, it's a huge draw, but the all-star game at Audi Field would sell out if we did East versus West. Imagine how hard it would be, Philly, to root and to cheer for, I don't know, I'm going to throw something out there. You ready for this, Philly? I got no choice, so sure. Right. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Ryan Hollingshead playing up like he does for LAFC, for the MLS All-Stars, passing it to Ricky Pooch into the box for a goal so that the MLS West team takes the lead against the MLS East team. I mean, I don't know how I would cheer for that. Like, yay, Ryan Hollingshead did a thing, but ew, Ricky Pooch. Like, it, it would make it so much more fun, though, having these guys have to do it against Ah, yes, but look, he scored past that big, bad Andre Blake that we, we couldn't stand back from Philadelphia. Or or imagine it's D.C. United's Tyler Miller in goal. Like, there's so many fun scenarios, Philly, where we get to watch the best players in Major League Soccer and now with Apple TV doing everything that they did to make all of these games accessible to everybody. Why not? Well, accessible to most of us. Found uh, I love Apple yeah. TV. I love Major League Soccer on Apple TV. But I got to admit, in some cases, if there's a bar that doesn't have the capabilities of Apple TV, you're not watching a game, and that kind of stinks. So Apple TV, while it's accessible to a lot of people, it's not accessible to every bar. Once it's accessible to every bar, then we could easily say it's accessible to everybody. Other than that, I'm digging Apple TV. We got we to gotta build the Defenders bar and have it accessible for anybody that wants to come. To I'm totally place. down. I'm willing to accept donations. <laughs> All that stuff. We're about to. We're gonna get ready to sell merch at some point. Um, hopefully before the end of the season. So maybe we'll raise a buck or two, and we could have our little stand first, and then our little bar, and uh, it'll be fun. And and I do want to mention something. And I'm I'm so stupid. I meant to mention this at the top, and then I'm done. Um, the reason why we didn't mention where or how as of right now to donate to the Mo Fascio Futsal Court Foundation is because I know Anna and the team over there at the Mo Fascio Futsal Court Foundation, they're working on uh, what, what is a perceived issue with PayPal or with uh, you know the giving uh, through the GoFundMe page. There's something happened with the GoFundMe page. Um, I'm actually going to reach out to them this weekend and try and see if there's anything we can do on our end to help or to see what happened there with that. Um, so that's why we didn't mention the Mo Fascio futsal court this particular episode. I can't wait to be able to not have to mention it, by the way, because the fundraising effort is done and we can now go play on the Mauricio Fascio futsal court. But that's why we didn't mention it on this. What would your hypothetical number have been since oh. we're speaking in hypotheticals? Oh, hypothetical number would have been, I, you know what? I, <laughs> put you on the spot hypothetical number would have been twenty dollars and 21 cents 
because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, this might have been wrong information because it was worded a little funnily, but $20.21 because this match, which marked Carlos Vela scoring in back-to-back games, would have been the first time since 2021 that Carlos Vela scored in back-to-back games. That's correct. You are 100% correct. You worded it perfectly. That is uh, 100% accurate. So $20.21 would have been mine. What about yours? Uh, I would have chosen $8, and for two reasons. One, still has to do with Carlos Vela. He scored his eighth goal of the regular season, and he's now only four goals behind Denny Bawanga. Yet again, all you haters out there, Carlos Vela's was. He's doing eight goals. Okay. Just saying. And then the other reason for the $8 is because that's how much the parking garage cost across the street from Casey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which by the way is not that bad in downtown i'll take eight dollar oh, for sure all right with that we've kind of boy we have beaten this dead horse we're gonna be off for a little bit people we're gonna do something for the all-star game we're, we're gonna find something to do for the all-star game philly we got it we got to do something for that don't don't, uh, don't don't give me a week off don't talk to me about anything related right. to anything that has to do with podcasting, unless something major happens in terms of a player signing where I, I do an emergency pod there, but I'm taking the next seven days and I am falling off the grid. Don't DM me. I'm not going to get back to you. And I all don't right, mean see, you. I mean like everybody, the millions and millions. I love you all. But after tonight, tomorrow, no, I'll, I'll give Sunday one more day, but starting Monday, I'm on vacay from podcasting. All right, so you may have a, a solo scarf episode about the All-Star game or, or a YouTube. Watch, see, I'm going to do something, and then Philly's going to get FOMO, and he's going to want to jump on, and it's going to be a thing. I know, nice. Philly. He's going to – he's he's watch. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to lure him back out, everybody. Don't worry. All right, but you know how we like to end each and every one of our episodes, episode 267 of the LAFC podcast, heard in over 100 countries worldwide. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.